0: Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to tell you something I absolutely know jack about, Autism. Let's talk about it. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hey, welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to talk about something I really know jack about. Uh, I feel on a daily basis like I have so much to learn in this parenting realm in regards to how I have to parent my own child. But I want to share with you that my two best friends in the whole world, uh, best men at both of their weddings, um, known one since I was 13, the other one since I was 15, Um, both of them, their oldest child, uh, is on the spectrum. Um, I am not well-versed in this. I don't deal with their daily challenges. Um, I do sympathize with where they are. And uh, th- this may come off harsh, because I have no s- viewpoint on this other than m- witnessing and hearing the conversations of my friends. And and, and please, right, right now, anyone who's going to get on here and says, you don't know you don't have a kid with autism. Um, I get where you're coming from. Um, And and I think it depends on the severity. What I want to talk about really is not necessarily the child and what they lack based on societal norms. Because everyone says, well, they don't act this way or autistic kids act this way. And a normal child, which I hate that term. What is normal? If anybody ever calls me normal, please smack just smack yourself in the face because I'm going to want to do it for you. I don't want to be normal. I want to be exceptional. Exceptional. I want to be different. I want to think differently. I don't want to be the average Joe. And if you want to be that, that's fantastic. But for me, I don't know what normal is and what society calls normal is is not what I want to be. So when I look at my friend's children... I see brilliance i see kids who think differently i see kids that don't necessarily speak a lot you know not too long ago i was in a meeting uh, that i had called and made sure happened because i didn't have a lot of knowledge in the area and as i was sitting back couple people were reluctant to be in this meeting. They're like, we don't need this meeting. And I said, fantastic. You may not need, need this meeting, but we're going forward. I'm new to the team. I have no clue what's going on. And I don't need to get into the middle of this uh, without having a basis knowledge or somewhere to go. I need to sit back and hear the ideas that are happening so I could get a grasp of what's happening. About 30 minutes into this one hour meeting, the person leading the meeting, one of the ones who is reluctant to even hold the meeting, Looked at me and said, are you going to say anything here? And my response was, you know, I told you coming into this meeting I needed this meeting because I don't know what's going on. So I don't believe at this point I have an opinion to make because I don't know what's going on. And second to that, God gave me two ears and one mouth for a reason, simply because we should be listening more and speaking Less. So please, continue your meeting. But no, I'm listening and I'm taping, taking copious notes. When I think of a child, and I imagine that Albert Einstein, and this is an extreme case, right? Ultra brilliant. Uh, when I think of a child who doesn't speak, I like to think that they may be listening a little bit more when i hear a kid you know is is, isn't quite walking yet i asked i always ask the parents like oh my god your kid walks so young uh what what a man we can't get our kid to do that i said yeah but my kids didn't talk quite so young they developed that skill and then they developed the other skill they didn't do them simultaneously so I is your kid talking oh yeah kid says all kinds of words well In that area, your kid's developmentally faster than mine. In this area, mine's developmentally faster than yours. But to compare the two, and you want them to be even on all scales, is unfair to the child. So as I was spending some time with my friend, and uh, I asked his four-year-old a question. Something as simple as, how was your day at school? He says, "Uh, he's not going to answer that. Right in front of him. And then I asked something else simple. And he goes, "Ah he, he don't understand what you're saying." Again, right in front of him. I thought to myself, self." I actually thought about my friend and, and how and he has no problem doing this, but spending hundreds, if not thousands of dollars every single month for speech therapists to get his kid to try and speak. Yet, when his best friend goes to speak to his child right in front of his child, basically gives his child permission or tells him he's incapable of doing so, I'm I'm thinking to myself, dude, you're wasting your money. Because if every time somebody tells him he can and you come home and right in front of him tell your friends or family or even have the belief that he can't, man, he's never going to talk because he trusts you as his father more than anybody on this planet. And you're the one telling him that he's not going to answer that or he doesn't understand, which gives him permission not to give effort. So as I'm talking to my friend the next day and we're just talking about life, I said, man, I I can't imagine the stuff you go through on a daily basis. But can I offer you a little bit of advice? He's like, yeah, shoot. I said, do yourself and your kid a favor. When I asked him a question, you told me he wouldn't be able to answer it. When I asked him another question, you said uh, he's not going to answer it. I said, do me a favor. I'm going to be spending some time this evening with the kids. Could you not say those things and just give him the opportunity to do so and just see what happens? I said, because you've given him permission not to answer, All the lessons they're teaching him at school, all the money you're spending is probably going right down the toilet because when he comes home, his dad says he doesn't need to do it or he's incapable of doing it. And he looked at me and I said, and there wasn't much said. He just kind of like gave me the nod and he thought about it. So later on that night, I start playing with his kids eye to eye, face to face. By the way, I don't know jack about parenting and I wrote the book. Be the dad you wish you had. And I wish I had a dad who engaged with me. And so I started to engage with him. And when I asked him questions, I got down to him eye to eye. And I said, you want to play? He says, get me. And we start running around the house. And he's laughing. And we're joking. And then I started asking him simple questions like, what's your favorite color? Blue. You don't like pink? No. And I started just having conversations. And, and and what I found was he started answering my questions. And I would ask two or three times and if he was uninterested in answering that or he wasn't doing it, I didn't push the envelope. I just asked a different question that I thought he might answer. That's at his level. And there became a dialogue and a trust through fun and laughter and repetition and chasing and tickling and just bonding, connecting because I connected, the magic actually happened the next day. As I stayed at their home, he came into my bedroom that I was staying in that next morning. And he, I said, Good morning. I said, Do you have your breakfast yet? And he says, I have eggs. I said, Oh, you're having eggs this morning? I said, Well, do you finish your eggs? He says, No. He says, Get me. I said, Get you. I'm not going to get you. You have to eat your breakfast. I said, you do me a favor. You go downstairs and eat your eggs and we'll play. But you got to eat your eggs first. You eat your breakfast, then we play. So he goes downstairs. He has no concept of time in 10 minutes. Within two minutes, he's back upstairs. And uh, at that point, I'm talking to my wife, just wishing her a good morning, seeing how her day is going to go. And and he's listening to me on the phone. He gets in my bed and he's just kind of waiting. And I said, hey... Did you eat all your eggs? Nope. I said, "Well, we're supposed to eat our eggs." I got off the phone with my wife. I carry him down the stairs because he said, "Get me." So I said, "I'm not getting you till you're done with your eggs." But when I picked him up and carried him down the stairs, I said, "I got you now. I got you," and he starts giggling. I said, "Let's go eat your eggs." I sit down with them in the chair next to him. Had this little tiny table that he and his sister sit at, and I said, "We're gonna eat all those eggs, and and then I think you get your favorite after this." No. He goes, waffles with butter and syrup. I said, Yeah, you're gonna get some waffles with butter and syrup, but we gotta eat our eggs. But we're talking. We're just having a conversation. He eats all of his eggs. He gets his butter and waffles. Butter and syrup and waffles. And I sit there and I say, Hey, those look awesome. Would you share that with me? And he puts his fork in it and he kind of gives it and I pull it off and I pop. I said, that is delicious. I understand why you like waffles with butter and syrup. And he kind of giggles. And then a a couple minutes later, he has a few more bites. I said, are you going to share more of that with me? He goes, yes. I said, "Uh, how about we do this? You eat until you're full, and I'll eat what's ever left over. But I want you to have your breakfast. Okay. Then mom comes down, and she's like, hey, we got to get dressed for school. And he's like, no, get me. I said, oh, I said, let me get him dressed. So he finishes his breakfast. I, I grab him. He's like, play. I'm like, uh. and, and I, I said, well, we got to get dressed. So, so as we're putting on his shorts, I said, y- you remember when I asked you to go down and eat your eggs while and I would be down? He says, yes. I said, did you eat your eggs? He says, no. I said, well, that, that was the time had you eaten your eggs. We could have played. We could, you would have been done when I came down, and we could have played. But right now, it's it's time to get dressed and, and go to school. Do you understand? Okay. I said, but, and as we're getting dressed, I said, i, I got to ask you a question. I said, I, 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 Uncle Ryan's kind of colorblind. You can't really see the color of these shoes. And I think yesterday you told me they were your favorite color. What color are they again? blue and green oh yeah they're not yellow no they're not yellow they're not purple no purple oh blue and green right blue and green i said my favorite colors are blue and green too and he lights up and he smiles i said we're going to have to get into the car cuz you and your sister have to go to school but can i do you can can i walk you to the to To the car? Yes. We walk him to the car. I ask him for a high five. I ask him if he's going to have a great day. He responds to all of this. And then he goes off. You know, statistics limit our kids. Society's going to limit our kids. Teachers are going to say things that they probably shouldn't say to our kids. Other kids are definitely going to say things that you never want anyone to say to our kids. They don't need to be limited at home, too. Now, I brought it to his attention. Man, I don't know jack about autism. I don't know jack about parenting. What I do know is inside everybody. There's something that shines. And if we allow the brightness to shine and not focus on the darkness or the problems or the challenges, we'll have an opportunity to see the light. That kid is bright. That kid is a handsome little devil. He's got the best smile and one of the best laughs I've ever heard. And if they would start focusing on making them smile more and laugh more, I imagine some of the darker days, some of the challenging parts will feel less and less. So for you parents out there with autism, trust me, I imagine it takes a tremendous amount of patience. And I saw a smidgen and I was an extra set of hands in the house. But it's not only autistic kids that need this like undivided attention and love. Every child needs it. And when you get those therapists that you're paying, they're probably providing that. But if you didn't have to pay those therapists and you didn't have to work as hard, could we spend 15, 20, 30 minutes a day? Because honestly, I spent about 30 minutes, not even probably 20 minutes the night before. Maybe 20 minutes the next morning. And that kid, I was his new best friend. Doesn't take a lot of time. It's just the time that we take needs to be dedicated. No matter what the child's situation is. We'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at BeTheDadYouWishYouHad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to BeTheDadYouWishYouHad.com now and get it while it's free.